What's going on and welcome. It's the Orange Weekly Rager Show. We talk about sports betting, fantasy football, and of course, the Broncos content. Best news, Broncos news that you can find on the interwebs. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't look any further. Orange Weekly, we are your source. Each and every week, I'm right here with my co-host here, J-Rock. Jared, man, how you doing today? You know what? It's been a long day for, I think, a lot of Broncos country as we're recording this on Friday the 10th. And uh, a lot of emotions going around. But I think the best thing we we really do is kind of push forward um, and, and, you know, hope hope for the best for Demarius Thomas and his family. Yes. If you haven't caught the Broncos news, tragic, tragic news in Broncos country. Most of you probably have heard at this point in time. But our number 88, quite possibly the greatest Bronco receiver, right up there with Rod Smith. In Broncos country, uh, tragic, unfortunate, unexpected, heartbreaking. I mean, I, I think I could think of another 15 or 20 adjectives to think about Demarius Thomas and everything that Demarius Thomas meant to the Broncos country, Broncos organization. What a what a Bronco, all-time great, oh, yeah. ring of famer. Uh, you listen, George Payton and Vic and John Elway, we know you listen to this each and every week anyways, like the rest of our fans. Retire number 88 right now. Don't Absolutely. Another Bronco everywhere, number 88 ever again. He's an all-time great man. Somber news, heartbroken, top to bottom, left to right, Jared, man. What are, what are your initial thoughts on the Demarius Thomas news? I mean, a lot a lot of things here. Uh, you know, first of all, he was so young. Uh, he was only a couple weeks away from his 34th birthday. His Christmas birthday's Day. on Christmas, Christmas Day, Day, right? Um, and and just an all-time Bronco. And I think Peyton Manning said it the best. He was a he was a great football player, but he was a better man. And yeah. he's going to be a Hall of Fame football player if that means anything. Um, just absolutely always smiling. Um, I I remember he was always at doing all these kids tournaments. He was talking yeah. about how he was the where he grew up, and he didn't want other kids to grow up that way. He was always out there uh, yes. promoting and. Uh, he influenced a lot of people. I think he he influenced a lot of people, and a lot of people specifically in Broncos country will never forget number eighty eight. And um, yeah, that's that's where I feel about it. Yeah, and I mean, of course, you you remember the Tim Tebow throw against the, Absolutely. the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoff game. But the dude for a moment was probably one of the most dominant wide receivers in NFL history. In fact. There are only four wide receivers in NFL history that have got 90 receptions over a five, averaging 90 receptions over a five-year span, and and the, the 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 audience that that he's with is is unmatched. I mean, so I mean, for a moment there in Broncos country, I mean, he literally dominated. He was a a, a top five wide receiver, and no doubt, if we were running Orange Weekly and Ragers at that time, we would have made a lot of money on Demarius. <laughs> But uh, literally dominated the game. I, you know, I remember the, one of the greatest nicknames in in NFL history, Black and Decker. Man, when we talk about Demarius, Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker and some of the things that we had going on, I mean, some of the great stuff, man. But dude, all time great, probably top one or two. I mean, I, again, Rod Smith is probably number one just because he got the couple Super Bowls. But Demarius Thomas, I can't think of another receiver that's a better Bronco receiver than Demarius Thomas ever. Absolutely. No, 100% right. No matter what it was, when Peyton Manning first got here, he was his number one receiver. Oh. Like, I, I mean, for, I mean, and the other thing, too, he went out with uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Super Bowl 50. There's yes. a big picture of them doing the doing the Star Angels on the on the field. And, yes. you know, that's, that's an iconic picture, too. I just 
Yeah, it, it hits hard, but uh, you know, hope, thoughts and prayers to his family and everybody oh. else that's uh, impacted by this, and and uh, you know, hopefully everybody's doing okay through this. And uh, if you need some help, talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, take care of yourself too. This is another reminder that that you know the world can take some people way too young. And at yep. thirty dude, shot two weeks shy of his thirty fourth birthday, it's uh, a real a real eye opener for a lot of people. Hey man, you can never call anybody too much. There's no doubt about that. And, and here's the here's the without question, the way we feel right now is Broncos country bringing everybody together. Man, we need this more often in our lives, man. You know, and oh, I, yeah. hate, I hate that the, the tragedy has to bring us together. But hey, let's stay together. And with that said, Jared, man, you know what time it is? It's beer thirty. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Promise, Jared, this time I, I drank my beer. I started it just a bit too early here, man, so I pretended to crack my beer while Jared's just laughing on me here. <laughs> you on the podcast, y'all know what this is. This is the Rager Show. Again, in spirit of 88, my man, DT, man. I got a chance to meet him one time. And I know, Jared, you have a couple stories about DT over your course of the year. But, again, what we do here on this show is we talk about Sports betting. We talk about fantasy. We talk about the Broncos and seeing if it can can they beat the Lions. We're going to talk about it today. But Jared, each and every week, DraftKings and the TPPN have something for us. What do they got for us this week? Yeah, as always, we're here with uh, DraftKings and the Pigskin Podcast Network, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. And guess what? This week's uh, this week's pick from the DraftKings Sportsbook is a no-brainer. You'll be a winner as long as a single point is scored in any bet that you take this week. Yes. New customers who take just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. And and Ray, if you're like me, right here in California, we don't have Sportsbook. I can't pick up that Sportsbook. But guess what? I can still win huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. They're giving new customers shots a free shot at millions of dollars each week with our daily fantasy sports lineups, which we've talked about a couple times on the on the show here, Ray. And it's, hey, listen, it's simple. Download DraftKings, the sportsbook app now. Use the promo code T-P-P-N. That's two P's, one N, one T. You bet $1 on any team. You win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. It's that simple with T-P-P-N this week on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Of course, you got to make sure you're in a state that supports sports betting, a minimum $5 deposit. And we are pro, uh, you know, safe gambling. If you have a gambling problem here, man, make sure you call 1-800-GAMBLER. You hit us up, man. And if you got a winning problem, you listen up on this show right now because that's what we got <laughs> right now, man. We got a winning problem here, Jared. Yeah, we do. All right, man. The Broncos. Man, what's the saying? The Chargers are going to charge her. The Raiders are going to Raider. Here's the problem. The Broncos are going to Broncos. Gonna Bronco. Like, that's, that's where we're at right now with Bronco countries. The Broncos are going to Bronco, right? You whoop the Cowboys. You get your ass kicked. You whoop the Chargers. Then you get your ass kicked. In, in, in one of the most bizarre Sunday night football games I've ever watched in my entire sports fandom, and I, I watch a lot of football. What a weird game. 
Kansas City has the ball for like 19 minutes in the first quarter. I don't even know how that's possible, but they had the ball for 19 minutes in the first quarter. And then the Broncos have the ball for 27 minutes in the second <laughs> quarter, and they don't score any points. And next thing you know, the Broncos lose 22-9. We catch a couple bets on our, our app, but you know, on, on our on our platform here. But what are your general impressions? Just like what what the hell's going on? There was, you know what? That was the general impression that did that night. <laughs> what the hell is going on? I mean, we went for it on four, basically any fourth down that was feasible. We're going for it. We're taking it right. Um, and it looked real good in the first, in the second half. And honestly, the game plan in the second quarter was amazing. Other than the fact that we walked away with no points. Right. Uh, you know, we we kept the ball out of their hands. We went into halftime down only seven points, which is a manageable game. Uh, and then we came out in the second half like. We we've known the Broncos to do and just kind of like do whatever. With without a doubt, and you know, listen, you're gonna regress to the mean. I, I I think that that's something that we need to accept as Broncos country when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater. Like Teddy Bridgewater is going to just regress to the mean, and I think what we saw last week was probably not the. It was probably on the worst half of Teddy Bridgewater. But the reality is, is you got to balance out the averages right to get to Teddy Bridgewater. But, bro, like what we held Patrick Mahomes to, I think, what was it, under 200 yards? I was just trying to look up the stats, but is it, forget that right now. Under 200 yards passing, Tyreek Hill basically did nothing. Travis Kelsey basically did nothing. I don't think Patrick Mahomes threw a touchdown pass. I, I think I, – I'm trying to think right now. I don't think he even did. Maybe, maybe a touchdown pass. Like if you think about the type of game that the Broncos had put together on the defensive side – an amazing game. Of course, you know, special teams coughs up a couple things there in the second half. But the offense is sputtering, man. I don't I don't even know what to think about the offense right now. All right, Jared. So with Detroit coming to town, let's just – I'm going to just forget the whole position group deal. I just want to know, Detroit, one-win team, is there any part of the game, any position group that, that we're afraid of as Broncos country when it comes to Detroit? In the grand scheme of things, absolutely not. Uh, if you listen to the, if if you don't follow the pregame podcast, Dave and I break down each position group, and there was not one time that we said out loud or in our heads, <laughs> uh, Detroit, their their position group, this X position group is better than our the Denver Broncos. And there's sure. just not there's not a level there. Everyone's gonna eat, man. Right. I'm telling you, like everybody's gonna eat in this game. It based on the one-on-one matchups where I'm scared is the coaching, but we we've talked about sure. that for a long time. Um, and who's going to get the targets, who's going to get the bulk load. Cause again, you're talking about, look, we talk about it each week, right? We got some weapons on what? offense and it really comes down to our job right now is to figure out which weapons we're going to get it to. Right. And unfortunately we just have not been consistent enough to, to be able to pay it out other than, you know, we've actually been paying out quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Jared, Remind me, how many wins do the Broncos have right now? Approximately six. Six-ish? Six-ish. And I, I get that the Detroit Lions have, what, one win right now? The Broncos are a, a ten-and-a-half point favorite at home. I mean, like, let me just let me just back up for a second. Let me just – let's just zoom out here. I'm, I'm going to click a button here. Let me just see what I got here. If we look at the entire NFL slate this weekend, the Broncos, let me wait, hold on one more <laughs> He's got to verify. He's fact-checking himself. With the exception of the Green oh. Bay Packers hosting the Bears at home, the Broncos are the largest 
single favorite this weekend in any matchup in the NFL. Does that sound right, wrong, or pretty accurate to you? That tells me that we're Super Bowl contenders, Ray. <laughs> I think that <laughs> when you're favorited by 10 points, you're a Super Bowl favorite, Dang. right? I mean, <laughs> I, I think that's high. Honestly, the way that the Broncos have been playing, I can't I can't sit here and put on the orange and blue goggles because I, I don't know. I don't know what Bronco team is going to show up. If it's going to be the team that showed up against the Cowboys and the Chargers, right. or is it going to be the team that showed up against the, the Eagles and the Chiefs? Like, I really don't know. Yeah, and I, it was it was so interesting to see that ten and a half point line. But to your point, Jared, on paper, this Broncos team should dominate the game. We should see what happens. I, I think the only probably push in the game is the Bridgewater Goff conversation. Let me ask: like, if if Goff was the quarterback of the Broncos this entire year, will we be in the same position we are in today? The answer is probably yes. I mean, Maybe. like more or less, yeah. right? Maybe Probably. plus a win or minus win. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I, I was I was a fan of Jared Goff, man. I, I, there might be something more going on in that Lions organization than it is something about Jared Goff. But ten and a half point favorites. I mean, that is that's wild. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you a little bit about the Detroit Lions. If you guys don't know, I mean yeah, they they are they have not given any weapons. To Jared Goff, like they had DeAndre Swift who got injured. Right. So other than that, their wide receiving core is not is almost no right. names. Khalif, Khalif Raymond, who you, Khalif you Raymond, all might former know Bronco, yeah, Bronco, right? Yeah. Bronco practice squad Khalif Raymond. Their their center is a uh, practice squad guy that got cut. He's a rookie, undrafted rookie, got cut from a practice squad from another team, and they picked him up and started him. Like, Jeez. there's just it. Just they look like they're just kind of piecing together the island of misfit toys over there, and <laughs> and just moving on. You know. Jeez, yes. Well, hey, let's get into it here. You know, I, the Broncos at 10.5, I'll tell you this. I'm not even touching that. I can tell you that. And if anything, if you were to force me to bet on something, I'd probably just take the Lions at plus 10.5 just because of the way that the Broncos perform from time to time. But we should see what happens here this week. Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater. Let me start here at the top here, Jared. Teddy Bridgewater over under 229 yards passing. And Jared Goff over 207 yards passing. Vegas is telling us it's not going to be a big passing game today. What are your thoughts on those passing lines? I absolutely agree it's not going to be a passing game. I don't think they let Teddy throw for more than 15 <laughs> times this game. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled a Bill Belichick and only let him pass it three yeah. times. I look, we have we have a two-headed monster with Melvin Gordon being healthy in the backfield and our run game just absolutely dominating. Them being the worst run defense, one of the worst run defenses in the league. There's no way we shouldn't be just pounding the ball all all day, getting in the end zone with the run. Um, I, I and at this point with you know I, I love Teddy, I, I do, and I I really want him to work and I really want him to throw for 500 yards and 15 touchdowns <laughs> to all our wide receivers. But I just feel like I'm going with where my heart is, and the heart is in the run game. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't, we couldn't, for whatever reason, finish it in Kansas City, right, where we right. kind of threw some random balls on random times. Um, but I just don't see him throwing for that much. First of all, we're never going to be down in this game, so he's never going to have to. We yep. should never be down. And um, if he throws for that, it's going to be they're going to be big. Big play, a uh, couple, yeah. you know, 40-yard, 50-yard touchdowns. 
and we, he just happens to stack up a couple of those. But other than that, I don't, I do not see him throwing for over 200 yards. Yeah, and, and Melvin Gordon's supposed to make his return this week. Is that right, Jared? Yes. Yeah, Melvin Gordon should be back for all everything I'm watching. Everything we're looking at is Melvin Gordon is back this week. Yeah, and as I'm looking here on the props here, what is it? Friday night here. Um, you know, it looks like they're they're hesitant to put a couple of those rushing props out right now because I think they're just trying to see what's happening in Melvin Gordon. I think I think Javante Williams is the real deal. We're done with that. Science he'll delivered. I'm yours. You know what I'm talking about. If Javante Williams is sitting around 40 to 50 yards, we're going to take that no questions without a doubt. Again, follow the Broncos Orange Weekly or the Ragers Orange Weekly uh, Twitter feed, and you can get some information there for you guys who are waiting to see on that. The interesting thing about that, Jared, to your to your point, though, the receiving yards have taken a significant dip. Let me throw some numbers against you. Tim Patrick, 33.5. That's where he's been all year long, you know, third in the mid-30s. 30, 40, yeah. 32. Jerry Judy, 52. That's fine. Cortland Sutton, 36. Wow. What do you think about those yards this week? And and last last week, Judy Williams, and I don't think any other receiver broke 30 yards, if I'm if I'm thinking about this correctly. I think Judy and Williams were in the 70s. I don't think anybody else broke 30 yards. We cashed a couple props. What do you think about the receiver breakdown this week? Yeah, no, I, I that's crazy. That's some disrespect for Cortland yeah, Sutton, I think. Disrespect. That is disrespect, and I think the fact that they did that means we have to take that. I think so, I, you you just you have to take a th- over thirty on Cortland Sutton. Um, the other two, I'm surprised. Judy stayed at fifty. I'm, I'm decently surprised at that. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, we that's disrespect to Cortland Sutton. You can't do that to him. You got you got the mom and you got mom and dad both at thirty yards. Oh come on! No, no, exactly. And again, you know, I think you and I are both of the agreements of Tim, Judy, Sutton. Somebody's gonna pop. Probably two are gonna pop. Last week we only got one to pop, which is fine. We're not upset about that. But I think the focus with with Williams being the number one receiver for the Broncos for two consecutive weeks in a row now. What do you think the Lions coaching staff is saying right now? Stop Williams. Stop yeah. the running back from catching Stop the ball. Stop the run. Load I the think, box. I think that should open up some passing game stuff. I like them all. I mean, you know how I, how I am, man. I love passing the ball. And, yes, listen, Mark Schlereth, if you're listening, and listen to you old heads, I like passing the ball. NFL games should end 35-30. That would be more fun for every fucking body. Let me just Absolutely. make that clear right now. Remember when the first like six NFL Sunday night, Monday night games all were like just shootouts and everyone was like so greatest amazing. season ever. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then we got we were met with dumpster fires until last two or last week this week on Monday night. Boy, it was just dumpster fires till then. Um or on Thursday night, I'm sorry, last night. Well, that was a great game there. I'm taking Cortland Sutton over 36.5. Signed, sealed, delivered. Give me that guy. Don't mess with Cortland Sutton. Number 14, show him some respect. That bro is going for over 50, I guarantee it. Oh, for sure. Uh, Yeah, he only had two receptions for 15 yards last week. I think the week before he was around the same. He hasn't been targeted that much, but if you're going to get targeted against a defensive backfield, this is the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, if we should pop, this should be the game to pop. And I think that the Broncos have a chance to score in the 30s this week. Um, the the over under sitting at forty three or wherever it is right now. I think that's an interesting line for us this week. But the alternative or the the Denver points for this week. I mean, the, they're projecting the Broncos to score twenty six points this week. Over under. I think that gives us a great chance here, man. 
I love Jerry, or I'm sorry, love Cortland Sutton this week. I think he's got a great chance, man. I, I love what we got from that guy. What do you think about that line, Jerry? Yeah, so that that's I always take Jerry Judy, man. I I think I think Jerry Judy is a solid. And again, when you have when we have a full healthy uh, receiving core and we have Hamler in there, I think the best four receiving groups, four receivers in the in the oh. NFL, but hands down and. And I think Jerry Judy being a slot receiver when he could probably be a number one receiver in 29 other teams right now, yeah. it, it, it just absolutely destroys the defense when you have to put your slot corners on him. And, and that's really what it comes down to. You have to game plan against it. So I love Jerry Judy every single week. 50 yards, a little tough. And again, it's who's throwing it to him and who are we targeting? You know, I'd love to see him go for 150, but... Um, yeah. I'm more confident in that Cortland Sutton at 30 something because I feel like he has it. He's due for a big game, and I think a, I a, a backfield like this is gonna gonna give it to him. I agree. And I I honestly think no fans due for a big game. That certainly is my no fan goggles are on there, man. But it's crazy when you look at Thursday night football with Jefferson on the on Miami or uh, Miami Vikings. No, uh, Minnesota. Vikings. <laughs> the dude's in his second year of the league. The dude's projected total for the game was like 92 yards. I mean, like. When you think about number one wide receivers in the league, typically you see 70s, 80s, 90s for their over-unders. Judy sitting at 50-something I think has always have some value. Uh, Cortland Sutton at sitting at 36 who could potentially be the number one on any given week. Uh, uh, yes. Give me the uh, upside on that. That is slam dunk, sign seal delivered. All right, Jared, who gets in the end zone this week? Javante Williams. <laughs> always Williams. Only Javante Williams. Williams. Hey, hey, Ray, you got to tell me because I'm not looking at the lines right now. How bad? Um, you know my favorite bet every week. What's yeah. my favorite bet every week? Uh, over under on Javante Williams longest rush. Longest rush and what's the receiving yards? Receiving yards. I'm yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried about what they're gonna do with Javante Williams receiving yards after last week. And maybe sure. they're still waiting for the Melvin Gordon they're look. And, it, yep. and and again, I will say this: right now he's listed officially as questionable, but everything in the media, you know, you talk to Ket, the head coach and his uh, media availability. He said he thinks he's ready to go. He's probably it's likely that he's gonna be playing. Um, it doesn't sound like he has any doubts that he will be playing. But right. keep an eye on that one because I'm. I'm worried that Vegas is about to bump that number up to something I'm not ready to take, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And you're right. So we don't see anything on the running backs right now. Again, follow us on Twitter feeds, and we can give you some information there. But I, I think Javante Williams anywhere in the 20s on the receiving yards is a very safe bet each and every week. And Javante Williams right now I'm not showing anything on the running backs getting in the end zone. If, I, if Javante Williams is plus, positive odds, plus 100 or better, you just freaking take Javante Williams. He's going to get five to get in the end zone. Did, which receiver? Right, right. Why does it have to be positive? If if I were to give you thirty dollars and you gave me forty dollars, always I'm taking good. it. <laughs> always good. What receiver gets in the end zone this week, though, Jared? I like Cortland Sutton. Uh, okay. Going back to that, I, I think Cortland Sutton has a big game. Um, I think top odds are probably going to be Jerry Judy just because yep. of that slot receiver mentality. Um, our tight ends, Albert O, is probably a, a good look too because he likes to be a big target in the end zone sure. as well for for uh, him. But yes, I, I'd, I'd say if I if you were to tell me time me up, say one person, best odds probably Jerry Judy. I agree. I mean, so Judy's got the best odds. Sutton's at plus two hundred five right now to just score a touchdown in the game. I really like that odds again. We got uh, uh, Tim Patrick at plus two fifteen. Noah Fan at plus two twenty five. I think any any one of those guys, if you want to take a flyer on those, I'm going to take Sutton this week as well. Big body in the end zone. 
get close to the end zone. We can throw that little fade route to him. I think Sutton has a big game. Sutton, you sign me up right now. I'm going to put it on the record. 78 yards, one touchdown, maybe five catches here. I think that's what a Sutton has this week. Big game for Sutton. I think you and I both think the Broncos are going to win this week. I'm going to take Sutton not only to, to get over his yards, but I'm going to take him to score a touchdown this week at plus 205. I like it. All right, Jared. It's the time for this segment of what questions you got for me, bruh? <laughs> every time with your – it's a different <laughs> – that that accent every time it gets me it gets me every time. I love All it. right, so so I, I mean I kind of asked it already. What do you think? Le- legitimately, we don't see the running back line, so we don't know. Melvin Gordon does play. What does that do to Javante Williams' receiving yards uh, going in this game? What are we What are we thinking? What's Vegas waiting on? And well, obviously Vegas waiting on the Melvin Gordon. But what What are they? If he does go, what's their thought process? I think the thing that's interesting from the sports betting perspective is what happens to Melvin Gordon's yards in this week. I think Javante Williams is showing his weight, you know, as the number one guy. Does does our coaching staff resort back to sort of the 50-50 split? If Melvin Gordon has rushing yards in the 30s, receiving yards less than 10, I think he's worth a bet this week without a doubt. Um, no questions, but I think we'll see a little bit of a decrease, but you know, the lines will be inflated. The question is, is are we going to see a 50, 50 split? I think the answer is no, but how much Melvin Gordon will we see? Like Boone played a pretty good role, right? You know, he, he, he really got his good runs, you know, he got things going. They like the change of pace. I think that they, I think it's going to be closer to 50, 50 than I think you and I will both like for sure. Yep, so here's the other thing I think I find kind of funny. Okay. I find kind of funny. There's better odds that Jared Goff throws more interceptions than <laughs> more than 0.5 interceptions. You you get better odds that he throws an interception than he would if you didn't. Um what are, what are the odds what are you feeling about uh you know, I love all we we talk about this every week. We, we obviously are following the Broncos. We're big. We're going to take the Broncos game props. We're going to take the lines. Um, for for player props, I like looking at the other team and seeing if there's an under on maybe a yards uh, yeah. specifically with our defense. Or uh, you know, I kind of like always taking the interceptions over 0.5 interceptions. Sure. Jared Goff playing not great, and I think if he's playing down, he's going to have to throw the ball. And I think we have some of the greatest DBs out there and a right. decent defensive coach. What are you thinking about him throwing an interception this week? Yeah, I mean, last week, I don't, I hate to say that I called it, but what I say about Mahomes throwing an interception, if the ball gets tipped, that's where we're going to have it. Ball gets tipped, we get an interception. There you go. Absolutely. In the, in the third quarter, that makes that happen there for us. You know, the Fourth I interception think, for uh, Pastor Tan. Yeah. Uh, hey, defensive rookie of the year, baby. Defensive bring that, it. That, if Mika Parsons so wasn't nice. having such a good year, man, <laughs> if, it, if if take Mika Parsons out of it, I, I feel like I, I feel it. like Pastor Tan's a shoe in but there's yes. no way at this point. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think what Josh Reynolds is that the number one guy over there on that side of the ball. Outside of him, I don't think they have any sort of significant threat. I don't think I would take under on anybody on the job, on, on, on Jared Goff's role because I think he's going to be down. But I love the notion of potentially can we capitalize on an interception. I think Jared Goff absolutely throws an interception this week at Mile High. I think Mile High, What? so Jared and I went to the game like two weeks ago. And I know our, our great leader Kevin and Jared. You know they, they, you know they. Kevin was at the last two games. Yeah. Mile High has been empty. It's been yeah. a skeleton over there for a couple of weeks now. 
Dude, does Malhai fill up? Does Malhai make some noise? I think that's interesting. Does, does it have an impact on Jared Goff? I think he throws an interception this week. I think so. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I'm taking that. Uh, and I'm I'm definitely going to take that bet right there. I think he throws an interception. I think uh, our defense has gotten an interception in Gotta almost a, every game except for one or two. Right now. Yeah, sure. so so we're finally, you know, it, it looked like our defense was struggling there for a little while. Uh, there was a couple games, Philly for some reason, the Raiders game comes to mind where we could get no pressure. We just for some reason couldn't get the ball uh, yeah. in our hands. But um, against this Lions team, the way that their offensive line is set up, I think we get a pick. Totally. And I think, I think, I think we get a pick. You know what? I, I, I think Chubb gets in the backfield this time and gets a little sack here. I think Chubb is back. I'd love to see Chubb get in the backfield. Once I see that line go live, I'll text it out for the folks here to see that. But I think Chubb gets in the backfield here, man. Listen, I think Jared and I both, and I'm going to ask you for your prediction here in a second. I think we have a good game this week. Sutton, we love, 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 love this week. I think he's getting the disrespect from the people. Jared Goff, you still suck at football. Don't matter if you for the Rams or the Lions, you suck. I think Chubb gets in the backfield. We got a couple of Ragers this week, man. Jared, do the Broncos win or no? Broncos win. Easily or man. So so yeah, no, I think I think this is an easy game and I think there's enough people that are on the you know what? There's not enough people on the team that were there for DT and the, but the, I think this is going to be an emotional game for a lot of people. I think this sure. is going to be Great they're point. they're recognizing him at the beginning of the game. It's yeah. at home and I think that's another reason we talked about whether or not the stadium's going to be full. I think for this one, especially those season ticket holders who have been holding out, I think they're going to be at this one. And um, I think we're going to show up. I think we win this one easy as kind of a statement game, not just for the season, but for Demarius Thomas. And yeah. if, if we don't, it's going to be super sad. But um, I, I I think this is going to be one of those games for that reason. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we win easy. We win easy. We go up early. We actually control the ball. And there's going to be another one. You know, and here's another thing, right? The Broncos have a pretty good M.O., right? have a very very good game and get Broncos country hyped up for the rest yeah, of the yeah. next game and then just have a shitty game then have a really good game and then have a shitty game and we're we're on our good game and it just happens to be a, a one win uh Lions team listen listen hey listen if you're a Lions fan you've already cashed your lotto ticket you are happier than hell you are not gonna go 0-17 this year you won your fucking game. The Super Bowl was last week in week 11 or whatever the week of the season was. You are over. Signed, sealed, delivered. You're done. I mean, Bronk, I mean, if I was a Lions player, I would have gone straight to Vegas. I would have thrown a party. <laughs> I would have had bottle service in every part of the, the, the building. So you take that. You take. I, I picked up my daughter today from elementary school. I saw like four DT jerseys. Just I mean, I'm in Colorado, but folk Broncos country were here. I think Broncos win easily. Do they cover ten? Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Broncos don't cover. They just typically don't cover games. I think this is a 22-17 type of a game. I think it's a little bit of low scoring. I think the Broncos control the clock. I love Sutton. I love the running back room. We're going to tweet that out here. You follow us there. I think the Broncos, I think they are in control the entire time, but don't run away with the game. That's my perspective on the game. And I think, you know what? You, me, Jared, everybody that's listening, my grandmother, 
Everybody that I'm buying a Christmas gift for this year, guess what? Y'all going to get upgraded because we're going to win some Ragers this week. I feel confident with what we have going on. Sutton, touchdown, Chubb, you name it, we got it. Goff to throw an interception and something about the running backs, we'll tweet it out. Jared, what's your final thoughts, bro? We got to take those running backs. That's what right. hey, we're going to, we're going to end up. I think we're going to end up with like six ragers this week because ah. of the game that we need to take. But um, yeah, no, love it. Uh, thanks. For, thanks for everything. Ray, uh, keep following us, hitting that subscribe button, making sure you're uh, hitting that follow and make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, that's where you're going to get a lot of your game day action. Right. And I know a lot of times, you know, DraftKings puts out those game day uh, boosts and, and yeah. you'll see some of those game day boosts on our Twitter account. Go follow us at ragers on Twitter. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, Broncos news, the best source of Broncos content. Jerry, you know what time it is? It's time to go Broncos. Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.